Hello, beautiful friend, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today's episode, we're going to be talking about self-love habits and tools and things that can support you in reprogramming the way you talk about yourself, the way you think about yourself, and the way you see the world around you. And so the first thing that I want to discuss when we talk about this, because this podcast is inspired by a message that I got on Instagram, as you guys know, and if you don't know this, um, I'm always on Instagram and I'm in my DMs. Like I make, that's a part of this job that I've created for myself, this career of creating authentic relationships with people like you. And so I always like to ask, you know, what episodes have you liked? What are topics you want to hear more of? And I copy and paste those and I put them in a note and I return to them when it comes time to recording episodes. Um, And someone today sent me a message saying, you know, when did you finally start feeling confident and loving yourself without going back and forth about it in your head? She asked, out of all the things, what do you think it was that really made that switch? Was it affirmations? Was it journaling? Was it meditating? She said, I do a little bit of all of this, but I feel so messed up on the inside. I think I get overwhelmed with all of the options to make myself better. So I'm wondering if there's one thing that I can promise myself to do every day, and maybe I'll finally start to actually believe it. I'm trying to get into therapy and... I do think once I start going regularly, that this will definitely help. But in the meantime, I would like something I can do every single day. And I just thought that was such a cool message to get, you know, because I can guarantee there's some of you guys listening to this that can resonate with that, you know, especially if you feel like that frustrating, aggravating feeling. And she said, I feel so messed up on the inside. I want to reframe that. Rather than, do you feel messed up on the inside? Do you feel out of alignment? Because that's what it is. When we are in alignment, where our actions are in alignment with our values and our words and the truth of our inner being, we feel at peace. When our thoughts and our actions are not in alignment with the truth of our inner being, we feel frustrated. We feel messed up. We feel like there's something wrong with us. So I want to point out that we live in a culture that wants a quick fix. You know, especially if you live in the USA, we have grown up in a very prescriptive culture. If you have a problem, take this. You know, if you have an issue, buy this. Uh, And we want it yesterday. (laughs) We don't want to wait for it. We have been raised to have instant gratification. Even, you know, how we access information. If we want to know something, we can Google it right away. Heck, we could even ask Alexa to tell us what the answer is, and we don't even have to pick up a finger, you know? So we we live in an era that is incredible in a technology standpoint, but it can transfer over into those soul quests, the soul questioning. Um, And if we don't have the answer or we don't feel like we've quote unquote figured it out, we feel like we're failing because we're so used to the immediate satisfaction and gratification in all other areas of our life. So I just want to first point out, there's nothing wrong with you, but the feeling that you have, that aggravated feeling, that feeling of like something's wrong or I just don't feel happy. You know, I don't feel joy. I don't feel at peace. Um, I'm going to give you a couple tools. Okay. So whenever we know what we don't want, 
we can have a more clear picture of what we want instead. But the process we go about doing that is important. So I'm going to give you a process called clarity through contrast. So the way that you do it is you get a piece of paper and a journal and you put a line down the middle of the paper. And on the left side, you start mind dumping and writing down all the things you don't want. You know, I don't want to feel blank, you know, and get descriptive. Maybe this is around your finances. Maybe this is around your self-talk and your self-love. Maybe this is around relationships. Maybe this is around your health. Maybe this is around your career. Maybe this is around, um, I don't know, your house and what your house looks like and doesn't look like and feels like and doesn't feel like, you know what I mean? So you can choose a category or you can just let whatever comes to your mind. And you are going to write on the left side of the paper, all the things you don't want. I don't want blank. I don't want blank. And after you've written that all down on the left side, you go through line by line and ask yourself, what do I want instead? And the subconscious mind doesn't understand the word don't. And that's why it's really important for us to do this clarity through contrast process so we can rephrase it in a way that is going to support us, support, I mean, with the law of attraction of us attracting these things into our life, but also the subconscious mind. So for example, I don't want to be alone. All the subconscious mind hears is be alone, be alone, be alone. So it becomes hyper aware of that and we receive more of that. If you change it, if you're I don't want to be alone, and then we ask ourselves, what do I want instead? I want to be with people. I want to be in a relationship. I want to be with family. I want to feel in a community. So then the subconscious mind hears family, relationship, community. You see where I'm going with this? If it's like, I don't want there's something to be wrong with me. I apologize, you guys, if you can hear the yard work in the background. I'm just going to roll with it because they've been going all day and I've been waiting to podcast and I thought they finally stopped, but they just started again. Maybe you don't even hear it at all, but I'm just going to keep going. But if there's a little background noise in today's episode, it just is what it is. You guys know how I talk about messy action. I would rather get it done than wait for it to be perfect. So let's get back to that first activity and exercise, and this is a journaling exercise. And this is really important to use, the clarity through contrast. It's important to use whenever you're feeling um, frustrated and you find yourself pinpoint of like, I just don't want this. And if you can feel like the fear start to bubble up or, you know, you're worried that things aren't going to change, you got to remember that you, you got, nothing is permanent. Everything is temporary, right? Everything is temporary. And so you are in an important process right now, and it's a valuable process in your life, and it's asking you to clearly identify what you want. But oftentimes, we don't know what we want as easily as we know what we don't want. So that's why that's our starting point. Left side, I don't want blank. And then after you've written it all out, you go through line by line and write what you want instead. And this is important process because once you know what you want instead, you have a better starting point to focus on that. And, and so then when, you know, you're doing something, you're at work or you're driving and your mind starts to wander out of habit towards some type of fear or worry, you can redirect and you start to ask yourself, what do I want instead? Okay. So that's the first tool that I'm giving you is clarity through contrast. Um, and so to talk about that girl's question that she sent of like, what's the one thing that she can do every single day? Um, 
if that's you, if you feel like I just give me one thing I could do every day for, I really do recommend journaling and it gets easier and easier as you do it. In the beginning, it might feel foreign. And sometimes it's like, what's the point? What do I do with it? And here's the thing. We can think way faster than we can journal, than we can write, you know? And so when we force ourselves to sit down, put pen to paper and start writing, it starts to slow down your nervous system because you have to be patient enough to write and think about what it is, excuse me, think about what it is that you are writing. Okay. And so questions that you can ask yourself every day is, how can I make myself proud today? So this way we can access some of your intuition and those gut feelings and let yourself be okay with the cycles and the rhythms of your internal body. Because some days you're going to feel energized. You're going to feel super hyped up, ready to go. Some days you're going to feel more tired. You're going to feel lower energy. You know, So you can have high energy tasks, low energy tasks, But it's nice to get in the habit of asking yourself and tuning into yourself of how could I make myself proud today? You know, some days it might be, you know, make your bed, do your laundry, clean up your room. And you, you know, it's like you're allowing the inner mama voice to be accessed by listening to her and asking questions. How can I make myself proud today? Because depending on your mental and emotional bandwidth, you know, what's your capacity? We don't know until we're in the moment of it, right? Until we wake up and we see how we're feeling. Um, But our thoughts from each day carry over. There's a study that was like 60% of our thoughts today are recycled from yesterday. Isn't that wild? And so we can slowly start to change the way that we're thinking by asking better questions, okay? It's not about finding the one holy grail tool that all of a sudden helps you create inner peace and fall in love with yourself. It's consistent action over time. And I know that's not a sexy answer and it's not a sexy response, but it's the truth. Okay. And so developing a relationship, it's just like relationships. You can't expect it to be zero to a hundred of like strangers to best friends or strangers to lifelong lovers overnight. There's this relationship that has to be built and you get to know each other and you get self-awareness of what you like and what they like and you communicate it and you express it and you do things together. The same exact is true with you and yourself. You, you It takes time to get to know ourselves And not from a critical way, especially if you've been used to being very harsh and critical and, and your nervous system is, is kind of set at an anxious or depressed standpoint, you know, wherever the starting line is, the baseline. So journaling helps slow it down. And if we ask the right questions, we will start to get different answers that elicit a different side of us. Um, because the goal is to start to access the highest self, to access the the inner child that is full of love and curiosity and hasn't quite developed that sense of self-judgment yet. And if you can start to create a practice of asking yourself, what am I, what do I, what do I need to do in order to be proud of myself? And a way that you can start to kind of check it, so to speak, is would you set this level of expectation on someone else? Because if you kind of, if all of a sudden the inner critic's still running the show and being like, well, in order to be proud of myself, I need to do 152 of these tasks. <laughs> you know, are you making the bar of 
being proud of yourself unrealistically high and so high to a place that you would never like put that much pressure on someone else. And so how can you lower the pressure? And it doesn't mean you are, it's just, you're being more of a friend to yourself. Like what would you say if this was your friend? And starting to access the different voices, because when we can start to recognize, ooh, my inner critic is going crazy right now, or ooh, what would my highest self say, or what would the most wise version of me say, and put it on paper, we start to reprogram our mind and how we think about ourselves. Because the goal is to become the observer of our thoughts. Because often most people are in an autopilot where they're just thinking and it's just like, this is who I am. Versus imagining taking a backseat moment in your mind and observing the thoughts that are coming up. This is why I like meditation is being able to observe the thoughts. And this is what meditation taught me was I am not. And you know, when you hear people say you are not your thoughts, if you've ever kind of felt disconnected from that of like, what the hell are they talking about? This is what they mean is learning how to take a backseat moment in your own mind to observe the thoughts that are coming up and not be self-identified by them. So if something happens and you think, oh my God, I'm so stupid, take a backseat and be like, interesting that this thought is coming up of feeling stupid. Where is that coming from? And is this settling with me? Does this feel in alignment? Does this feel like it's serving me? Is it serving and supporting me to call myself stupid? Yes or no? It's like, no, it's not. Okay, so how would I talk to a friend in this moment? And oftentimes we get too impatient when we're doing this in just a thought process. So it's That's why I like slowing it down and writing it down, being like, okay, I'm feeling really stupid right now. And you can even write backseat moment. Is this thought serving me? Yes or no. Would I say this to a friend? Yes or no. If it was my friend who was feeling stupid, what would I say to her? And write it down. And when you're doing this, it starts to slow down your nervous system and your nervous system being regulated is has so much to do with how your mind is able to function. Because if you are feeling stressed out and you are, there is like cortisol is pumping in your body, then everything's going to feel like an emergency. So if we can learn and a way you can do that is right now, check yourself, drop your shoulders, relax your jaw, start getting into the habit of noticing the state of your physical body. Because even by instructing your body to physically relax, it sends messages to the mind that it's safe. And that is like the foundational beliefs that we want to instill inside of our mind and our subconscious mind is, I am safe. It's safe to be here. It's safe to try. It's safe to fail, right? And if you feel really uncomfortable with the idea of failing and that's a fear for you, just think, I choose to win or learn. Failure is not an option because I'm not going to give up. I choose to fail or I choose to fail. (laughs) I choose to win or learn. And I choose to show up anyways, because that's really what it all comes down to is showing up, showing up for yourself, showing up for your relationships, showing up for the difficult times in life. And the difficult times in life is what shapes us. You know, it's, it's the contrast that shows us what we want when we are presented with the shit that we don't. And so 
trust your process. You are so loved. You are so capable. And it is now time for my scheduled massage because I'm a queen and I take care of myself through and through. And your girl don't skip out on the self-care. So if you loved this episode, go ahead and take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story. And if you haven't reached out to me on Instagram yet, girl, what are you waiting for? Um, If there's certain topics that you really like hearing or you want to hear more about a certain topic I've shared, send me a direct message on Instagram and tell me because that's how I sit down and press record for these podcast episodes is I listen to what it is that you are experiencing and you are wanting more of. And then that is the inspiration and the fuel um, and the content that then I speak on and tell stories about and jam on. So I'm Kelsey Lowe. I'm your host, uh, your friend, your fellow sister, um, self-love and empowerment coach and mentor. And, and you are listening to Joyfully You podcast. And I'll see you all the next episode.